I'm Chris Dutchko, co-host of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of My EdTech Life. That's right. It is midweek. It is Wednesday. And I just want to thank you all for joining us on this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful evening and maybe day wherever you're at. It may be already Thursday or well into Thursday, uh, wherever in the world you may be. Thank you so much for making My EdTech Life uh, part of your day. So thank you so much for joining us. And I know yesterday we had a show. Guess what? We have a show today. And guess what? We'll have a show on Saturday because sometimes when everything lines up and, you know, you just really got to take advantage of that. So I'm just really excited that today I have an amazing guest. I'm just so thankful that I do have the opportunity to interview Sean today. And we're going to be talking about class craft. So, I mean, we're really going to dive in deep into this. And so, Sean, thank you so much for being on the show this evening. How are you doing tonight? Thanks for having me, Fonz. Really appreciate it. I'm doing great. I'm uh, ready for the holidays, just like you. <laughs> and yeah, this is kind of like the slow season for me, mm -hmm. but because everybody's getting ready for holiday, kids are excited, teachers are excited, everybody's going to have a nice break. And again, yep. as always, we just wish everybody the best during this time. And uh, we're just really excited for you to kind of just, uh, you know, sometimes unplug and uh, just, you know, refresh and then just come back strong coming back in January. So we'll see where that goes. But Sean, let's go ahead and get started. Like I said, I'm really yep. excited. We had a really nice chat in the, the pre-chat here before the podcast and so on. So for all our audience members that are watching us, catching us live right now or will be catching the replay, can you give us a brief introduction and tell us a little bit about your context in education? Absolutely. It will be that brief, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to join in. So um, so my name is Sean. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Classcraft. Um, and Classcraft is a platform that um, does two things really well. The first part is positive behavior intervention. Uh, really, and we can dive into that. Uh, we have a pretty opinionated approach to you know, best practices around, you know, managing classrooms and helping kids learn the skills they need to be good learners. At the same time, we're doing gamification, so focus on developing intrinsic motivation in classrooms. Um, but my background is I was a teacher for 10 years. I was a uh, physics teacher. I originally majored in physics and realized that um, uh, as much as I loved it, um, you know, research in a lab in a basement just wasn't for me. <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, tinkering with machines and trial and error, and I just wanted to be with people more. So, um, accidentally got into substitute teaching and uh, just really liked it. And so ended up teaching for, for 10 years. I did a master's in uh, education. And uh, while I was doing that, got certified and did my thesis on uh, using digital platforms to create learning communities in the classroom. So this was this will date me a little bit, but uh, you know, this was using Moodle and uh, looking at you know, if I help, if I encourage students, this was in high schoolers, um, to help each other with their homework in the digital platform, you know, I mean, it was just forums, basically, what's the impact that that's going to have on how they are, you know, interacting with one another in the classroom. And sure enough, helping each other on a digital platform outside of school meant helping each other physically in the classroom. And so... I was just really obsessed with um, making school meaningful for learners and because I had found it lacking in meeting as, as a student myself and did that through uh, built 180 days of project based curriculum. We did awesome stuff like, you know, build hot air balloons and launch them off the roof of the school and that kind of, you know, STEM is so easy, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, really easy to get hands-on and creative, but I realized that for a lot of kids, meaning came from the community that they had in school. So the, the classroom culture, the, the ways that they were interacting with each other and had the idea, I'm a gamer. And while all that was happening, I was also a freelance web developer. So I was, had a business, um, consulting for 
pretty big companies. We, we worked for Chanel for three years in New York. And so I was like teaching by day, uh, Monday to Wednesday, and then flying to New York to, to go do consulting and just kind of took all those passions together and made uh, an app for myself, which was what was going to become Classcraft. But the idea was to say, I love video games. My students love video games. They're clearly way more motivated to grind in these games than they are to do their homework. Why? It's so like, it's so repetitive when you think about it. At this time I was playing like World of Warcraft and you know, anybody who's played that knows you've got like killing the same monster 50 times, a hundred times, a thousand times grinding. Um, and why were they willing to spend all their time doing that? and not willing to do math homework or physics homework like why it was, they're both really repetitive why is one motivating not the other one and so i really borrowed from yeah these experiences and made a prototype in a weekend and for three years uh that was it i was just doing that with my students and after three years realized it was having a huge impact on the way that they were showing up and made a little website talk about it. And the day that website went online, 130,000 people came to the website. And it was like, oh my God, people really want this. <laughs> and yeah, the rest is history. That was eight, you know, nine years ago. And uh, yeah, now we're working all over the world. We have uh, 10 million kids in the platform. We're working all over the country, but also, you know, a whole other, a whole bunch of places that are not in America. Man, that is wonderful, Sean, just to hear. And and honestly, you know, what you were saying really resonates a lot with my experience in the classroom, being 11 years in the classroom. And again, kind of, like I said, uh, you know, coming in from the business world and uh, mm -hmm. marketing and sales. And then, of course, I landed in uh, high school and I was doing uh, algebra. And so for myself, never having done any student teaching, you yourself had the experience of doing some subbing and then you kind of you know, said, hey, this is for me. For myself, it was kind of like, hey, uh, you've got enough math credits, so we're going to make you a math teacher. Yep, yep. Here you go. And talk about dating, you know, yourself. I'm going to date myself, too. They gave me two three-inch uh, ring, th two three-ring, three-inch binders full of transparencies. Nice, I'm nice. really dating myself there, you know. Yep. It was like, at the end of the day, I had like multicolored hands right here because of the marker and so on. But one and, thing and like the the like screw up of like writing upside down <laughs> yes you know yeah with the transparencies and all of yeah. that yeah exactly no 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 for sure but what helped me though was to be able to translate those marketing skills into the classroom and mm -hmm. you said like community is so important so for marketing and sales it's all about knowing your customers and for myself taking those same skills that i learned um you know within uh, the university and saying, okay, I have 27, 30 individual customers in my classroom that I have to sell algebra to, and not everybody's going to buy it the same way. Mm -hmm. Talk about having to really improvise, adapt, and overcome. But the common factor here, going back to what you said, was really just the community aspect. Building that community in my classroom, getting to know my customers, getting to know the way they buy things, in this case, understand the math and trying to work around their strengths and improve on their weaknesses really helps out a lot. And at that time, we didn't have computers in our classrooms. But as I moved into the elementary world, I had access to Chromebooks in, mm -hmm. the, in the classroom. And I was at one teacher. We only had two Chromebook carts in the whole school. Teachers were kind of scared to use them. So I was at one teacher that had it checked out all year yeah, long. Yeah, it's just parked in your classroom, right? <laughs> yeah, because I was using it every day. So going mm -hmm. back to what you were saying, you know, a lot of students do a lot of gaming. A lot of students do a lot of activities on their phones. You know, they're, they're very quite computer savvy when, it when we're talking about, you know, gaming, uh, uh, app applications and so on. But what I did notice too is that when you were give them, let's say, a worksheet or you're giving them some kind of task, you know, they really were put off by that because, and I think to me it's just because they don't get that immediate feedback. They don't get mm -hmm. that immediate response. So as they're answering a question, they're not, you know, getting something there saying like, yes, you got this right. So here's two points or no, you didn't do that quite well. So let's go ahead and restart and respond. And let's go ahead and, and start yeah. that activity all over again. Totally. So I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, your video 
pre-game background because I think as far as uh, a teacher and, and that culture, you really have to engage the students. And not to say that there isn't a place for paper and pen and so on, but even with that, making it engaging, building that community. So I'm really excited to dive in deeper into Classcraft and what it does, which really I love the main thing that, that is here on the landing page where it says relationships are everything. So let's talk a little bit about that, Sean, and your experience and then coming up with this concept and this platform for our students. Totally. Let's do it. Um, you know, and, and I appreciate what you were saying earlier uh, about, um, you know, marketing and sales. It's, it's interesting because you came from business and went into education. I went from education and ended up in business. Um, and, uh, and I've, you know, I've always you know, trained lots of teachers now at this stage, but like you're selling this and not only that you're designing as a teacher you're you're selling and marketing but you're also building a product and um and when we think about um uh, and i'll get to relationships everything in a sec but uh, when we think about what's the product in fact it's an experience and you know when we <clears throat> you know the reason you know we talk a lot about engagement and i think that there's a i like to think more in terms of motivation um, and the reason for that is engagement is getting kids is just kids doing stuff. So you could be doing things, but not actually really being there or uh, or I'm forcing you to do things by threatening you with bad grades or rewarding you with, you know, a lot of schools are doing like money and paper money and that type of stuff. Um, those are extrinsic motivators and games are super interesting because other than the fact that they're just really culturally relevant. They're designed to foster intrinsic motivation. And, um, you know, an example that I like to give about this is like golfing. You know, golfing, if I was like, hey, Fonz, what's the goal of golf? Like, what's the task? What would you answer to that? Have to get the lowest score possible. <laughs> okay, okay. But to do what? What are you doing? Well, I'm going to try. My mission is to get this little round ball into every hole in the minimum amount of shots as possible. Amazing. So you know the rules of golf. Yeah. Um, imagine <laughs> if you did it, you would say, take that ball, put it in that hole, right? Basically, right? Yeah. And, and if you didn't know the rules, you would probably just, what's the easiest way to do that? Pick it up, walk over, put it in the hole. And that's like, Fonz, you know what? You need to do that 500 times. And then you would say, are you crazy? That's work. You're going to have to pay me to do that. And I'd be like, wait, wait, sorry, I didn't explain it to you right. Actually, here's a bag of clubs. They're all different. You'll figure it out, but you got to hit the ball with these sticks. And you need to count your strokes. You only, you, you can't, you don't get an infinite amount of shots here. You got to do the least amount of shots. And I love how you're dressed, but sorry, you got to go home and change. That's not how we're dressed when we do this thing. And in doing that, what I'm doing is putting in arbitrary constraints, really. I'm designing new constraints that have nothing to do with the task. And the people who go play golf are not, I'm not paying them $500 to go do this 500 times or whatever. They're the ones paying their money to go do it. And in fact, I've taken a task, which would be work, redefined it, and created intrinsic motivation. These golfers want to do that. And so we're motivated by situations where we have competency, where we're feeling like we're progressing to your point about feedback. We're motivated by situations where we feel like we're in control, we can make decisions. Um, and we're motivated by situations where we can share those with other human beings. It's called self-determination theory. And so relationships are everything. What's the, what's the connection here? Like Classcraft is taking that, that psychology of what fosters intrinsic motivation and we're applying that to how helping teachers relate with other with their kids, with their students to manage their classroom better. And the truth is, you know, if you're you can do all the things that are in the teacher manual of like write on the board what you're gonna do, do prompts, like all those things. If the kids know you don't want to be there, they can tell immediately, they're gonna disengage, they're not gonna jump in, they're not gonna learn. And at the basis of it, you know, the, the relationships that we're forming between students, but also teachers and students and even teachers with teachers, when you're thinking at like a leadership level, like that's what makes a school work. 
like the single biggest indicator of a thing that we can do to have impact on kids' success is believing in our collective efficacy as a teaching body. And that single belief leads us to do things like care about students, care about, you know, their day, care about the experience they're having. Like I was like, it's okay if you're not like, don't always want to be here, but I do want to respect your time. I want to make sure that, you know, like you have to be here. I get it. But I, that, that, I mean, that doesn't mean that I have to like make you suffer uh, being here. So what does respecting your time mean? And that doesn't mean it has to be fun all the time, but it does mean it needs to be useful. It needs to be relevant. It needs to be, um, you know, you need to see that I care about your well-being. And so for us, all these things are at the core of developing relationships. And Classcraft is a way to do that in a, in, in a way that is, you know, fostering intrinsic motivation, rigorous, gets you data, and is just super fun. You know, and you mentioned the, that data piece also. And, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, being at central office, it's of that's all I hear about, you know, data, data. What's the data? What's the usage data? What's is especially, you know, talking about platforms, how often is this being used, you know, because we need to make those decisions. But also, you know, when it comes to examinations and so on. But, you know, I think one of those things that I do love in uh, getting to play with your platform and seeing all the the great things that it does, I was like, you know, if if I would have known about this, you know, when I was in the classroom. This is definitely something that I would be using, you know, along with what we were doing, because very similar case with you, where you did a lot of STEM. Uh, my projects too, being a science, social studies and math teacher, everything was a lot of hands-on approach, yep. you know, working in groups, everybody has a Chromebook and then you're, here's your rubric and then here's the, what you need to present to me in any medium that you feel comfortable presenting. Mm -hmm. And so giving them those choices. And so a lot of students really got engaged with that, that it wasn't just like you mentioned. It's like, no, like the golf course incident, uh, you know, example that you said, nope, sorry, you can't dress like that. You're going to have to go back and you're going to have to do it this way. Oh, sorry, you can't use that club or you can't do this. This is the way it has to be done. For myself, in, in, in my classroom, it was here are the requirements, but you can present it in any way, shape or form that you like, as long as, you know, you're turning in a learning artifact. And so kind, kind of going back to what you're saying, you know, making their time worth it was something that I kind of learned in that sense and being able to experiment with that. But now the fact that we have a platform here through Classcraft where we can have all our students here and really gamify and add that additional layer of mm -hmm. engagement, enthusiasm and motivation. I mean, the last two days that I've been, you know, diving in deep, I'm like, oh my goodness, where where has this been? Or where was this when I was in the classroom? Because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't big on Twitter yet and social media, but I'm really loving the way that, honestly, I, I feel that this would help me support all of my students at one time. Totally. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes is we try our best with all our students. And if, uh, here's an example, if you're a teacher that might be tethered to your desk due to the tech that you may have available, chances are you probably lost the kid all the way across in the corner that's sitting there because mm -hmm. you're the, the proximity. But being able to kind of move around and then offering something like this, I, that student would probably be engaged and be listening because they want to make sure that they're participating. So talk to us a little bit more and just describe the process. Of yeah, exactly. How does it work, right? Yeah, yeah. how does it work? Yeah. All right. So the idea is that teacher just teaches the way they would normally teach. Um, so whatever it is you're doing, it could be STEM, it could be elementary school, it could be middle school. Classcraft sits around and on top of that. And in essence, students have a character. So in gaming lingo, it's an avatar. And um, basically the teacher, or if you're doing school-wide, this can be said at the school-wide level, um, what you can do is set behaviors. So just like in golf, like how do you win at golf? Well, you got to swing the club or how do you win at a video game? Like Mario, you got to jump over the holes. Well, in school, how do you win at school? Um, well, you have to be, you know, be prepared. You got to organize your work. You got to manage your stress. You got to uh, relate well to other students. You have to be able to name your emotions. Uh, so these are types of behaviors that make you win. If you see school as a designed experience, like a game, that's how you're going to win. And so teachers define that or schools define that. Often they'll do SEL or 
PBIS or, you know, behavior matrices. These are all things that are already existing in schools. And so they just take that, put that in Classcraft and they say, hey, you know, Fonz, if you ask a good question or if you finish your worksheets during class or if you participate well, you get points. And so often for teachers, we're like, look, if you can give a kid a high five because uh, they're doing something good, then you can play Classcraft. It's literally the same thing. And so, except instead of a high five, we're saying give them experience points. Why points? Because points are super different from, for example, money. A lot of schools are doing behavior with like PBIS dollars. It's extrinsic motivation. That wears out over time. It comes to replace intrinsic motivation. If you take it away, the behavior stops. With Classcraft, it's leveling up. And that's like Tetris points. You ever play Tetris phones? Probably. We're probably the same age. So. <laughs> Probably you played Tetris. And, um, you know, what's interesting about Tetris is it's the most repetitive thing you've ever done. Basically, you just drop blocks, start over and rinse and repeat. Um, so why is it one of the most played games in, in history of humanity? It's because of the points. Uh, the points tell you, they give you immediate specific feedback about you and how good you're doing. So back to that motivation element of competency. You can't spend Tetris points. You can't share them. You can't even do anything with them. They're just there to tell you how you're doing. And so same thing with Classcraft points. You can't spend them. They're there to tell you that you're progressing. Even if you're not the best student, you're always moving forward. You don't level down. And so kids level up. As they level up, they're unlocking all kinds of stuff. So they're unlocking all these like cool swag for their avatars, the like digital swag skins, just like in Fortnite. Um, they're unlocking pets, just like in Pokemon. They're unlocking powers, um, just like superheroes, except the powers are things that allow them to, instead of bend the laws of physics, it's bend the laws of school. And so it'll be things like you can hand an assignment late, or you can eat in class, or you can go to the bathroom, or you can work with a partner, whatever you want to put as a teacher, you can put that in. And, but these aren't like one-off, it's not like I'm buying a hall pass, it's I now have this skill and I can trigger it on a recurring basis when I choose to. So again, we're saying the better you do in Classcraft, the more high fives you're getting, the more we trust you. And the more I trust you, the more control I'm going to give you over your life. And for kids, they don't have a lot of control. Like when you think about it, their day is like, be in this classroom at this time, shut up and sit down while I present the class. Maybe like do some work, but by the way, like when I tell you to and for the amount of time I tell you to and work on what I tell you to. And so what we're, what we're doing with Classcraft is allowing them to make decisions. Um, and that's amazing because for them, it's super empowering. And then they're on teams. So just like in a football game or in an MMORPG, you can only succeed the dungeon or succeed a football if everybody knows their role on the team. And so we've got guardians, healers, and mages. And then depending on what your character class is, you have different ways of helping each other on the team. And so it really creates this super explicit community of students helping each other out. And once you have that framework, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. You can you know, take the gold pieces in Classcraft and replace your school store. You can we have a whole slew of like classroom engagement tools. So you can do like quick formative review. We have a volume meter where you just like put that up in the front of the class. And if kids talk too loud, then everybody loses a heart because they have hearts in Classcraft, which are like lives in a video game. And so it starts off super small. And because you don't like, you'd be like, oh, I don't know hearts and points and all. I don't know. I'm not a gamer. Uh, you don't have to be. Two reasons. A, your kids are gamers. They're all gamers. Um, so they know how to play, uh, immediately. You don't even need to explain it to them. But more importantly, uh, too, is we've, we have it like scaling up in from bite size where like kids don't even have an avatar at the beginning and you turn it on as you're using it to like the full blown, all this gamey stuff is in there. And so teachers can learn as they go. And for us, it was really important. Like, I don't want to do like all this PD. Um, I want teachers to just dive in with something super simple. And we're seeing them use it. And as they use it, like, hey, Vons, I see you've given points out a hundred times. Maybe you're ready for, you know, move on to the next more advanced features. Um, and so we're, we're, you know, here's a tutorial on how to do that. And so we're, we're helping the teachers level up their skills while they're using the platform as well, meeting them where they're at. And then, you know, you, 
you could also like you're like i love games i'm fine with tech i'm gonna skip right to the advanced mode that's fine um but we're allowing teachers to jump in where they're most comfortable and grow as they use the platform and to be honest it's kind of mind-blowing um the impact that this has with kids it's like flipping a switch and we're we're really fortunate a lot of ed tech companies um don't have a lot of research uh, about their work we if you go on like google scholar and type class graph there's like more than three thousand papers about us or referencing us there's just lots of researchers all over the world that have been interested in gamification and you know the stuff that we're doing and so they there's a lot of research about classcraft and their uh, a meta study just came out this year about where they looked at a hundred different studies and did statistical analysis and they saw that the um impact of classcraft is statistically demonstrated to have you know a high impact on student motivation student academic outcomes and super interesting when you think about it we've got studies where students have a 10 percent better grade average in history but there's no history content in classcraft we're not teaching history we're literally just helping teachers be more motivating better manage their classroom get kids excited so that they can be good better teachers at teaching history so there's something really um powerful and that's why like relationships are everything right when you get your kids pumped up to be there when they trust you when they believe that you're being um fair and impartial because like the teacher becomes like a person just running the game right you're not like oh fun shut up and then like the teacher's like focusing on me it's more like hey funds i gotta take the heart off because that's the rules of the game and you're talking and then and you're like oh cool i knew that like no problem and so it, it it separates teachers having to manage their students behavior out of the relationship that they have with the students they can maintain the relationship but because it's a game the game is the one you know saying hey like you're not doing the right thing right now or hey good job you're you're super awesome and so that really changes the the relationship between teachers and students in a, in a in a pretty profound way um kind of hard to believe uh <laughs> but but once you see it in action it's just yeah. like it, seeing is believing no not at all i agree with you you know and everything that you said and you know because it reminds me so much of my classroom. The only thing is, is like, I just didn't have that gamification component, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, everything that you're saying really resonates because I can definitely see that being, uh, you know, as a teacher, being in the classroom and having something like this, like you said, those are the rules. You're just, you know, being there. The students know they're well aware of what's happening. But like you said, building those relationships, be, seeing that growth, seeing uh, you know the students engaged they're highly motivated they're i mean all the cylinders are firing for learning to take place and that's what i love about it um sean real quick i'm gonna enter you know he, we have a guest we have erica erica who's erica. joining us on linkedin erica is a great great friend so she had a couple of questions but first i'm gonna go ahead and put in here a couple of the comments that she's joined us with it says that is a perfect way to help teachers build skills wish i had that data in front of me as a coach so it's so cool. And then again, she's saying, you know, 100% relationships, meeting the kids where they're at, something's brilliant. But she had a specific question here, and maybe you can answer, you yep. know, through the experience that you've seen. And yep. her question here is, I'm curious of how this would work with a 40-minute middle school uh, class teacher or, or, or an exploratory teacher. Um, you know, what would be maybe some good practice or something mm -hmm. that you can share with Erica? Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of teachers in middle school, to be honest. It's like kind of our sweet spot. Um, and the the reality is, you, as a teacher, especially in middle school, you're spending 20, 30% of your time in classroom management. So whether you realize it or not, most teachers aren't like, like time yourself, you'll see you're spending 10, 15 minutes out of that 40 just managing kids' behavior. So what we're saying is let's save that time by streamlining your classroom management, make it super fast. So the way you would jump in is, hey, guys, welcome to yeah, Mr. Young's class. We're, we're going to do some, some 
STEM today. But before that, let's do a random event. So in Classcraft, there's a random event. You fire that off. And okay, and we have to, everybody has to talk like a pirate for the rest of the class. That's our random event. And if you don't, then you lose a heart. And if you all, if nobody loses a heart, uh, you'll all get 500 XP at the end of the class. Great. So now we're going into our fractions. PR. And talking like, like, you know, the pirate, the te teacher talking, everybody's talking like a pirate. So that literally took one minute. I got everybody and there's like a scroll that unfurls and you like, all right, guys. And uh, like the kids get really excited. They'll be like drumming their desk. We want to see what the event's going to be because you decide what they are, but it does pick one at random. Um, and so, um, so they're all on the same page. You're now two minutes into your classroom. Okay, we're going to do 15 minutes. I have a lesson for you guys. Then you're going to work together. AR, right? And so if you have any questions, jump in. I'm here's, you know, I'm going to explain to you how to reduce fractions, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. While kids are doing that, Erica, you seem to have a question. Yeah, what says, blah, blah, blah. That's a great question. Good job. I'll give you 100 XP at the end of the period. Just remind me. Um, so we keep going, blah, blah, blah. And you know, okay, guys, now I've got, here's a little worksheet. You split up into teams. And if you're on task, I'm going to give everybody who's on task points. I'm going to walk around and help you. But if you're on task, I'll give you. And so now I whip out my phone and, you know, the kids are working together. They're in groups. I put up on the board a 15 minute timer built into Classcraft with the volume meter. I'm like, hey, guys, I want you to work together. I don't want you too loud. So if this goes over, you're all going to lose hearts. And if not, you know, bonus points for everybody. Now I've got this big volume meter in front of the class on my projector. Kids are working in their workbooks or whatever, and I'm going around and helping them answering questions or whatever. And then I'll say, hey, Fonz and Erica, good job. You guys are super collaborating well. Here's 100 points. High five. Or, hey, you guys, you know, uh, like, I see you're really working hard through this, like perseverance. Here's some extra points, etc. And so I'm just, doing my teacher job, got my phone out. Yeah, you can put out a QR code for each student. So if you want, they like to have it on their binder or whatever. You just scan it and give them points. It's super easy. We designed it so it takes five seconds to give points. That's like the time it should take. Um, so just as easy as saying, hey, good job, Fonz. I love what you're doing. And here's a high five. Um, so I wrap up my class. Guys, we had a great class. You, 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 you did great. And oh, right. You, you had a good question earlier. I'll give you those points. Have a good day, guys. You know, see you around. And meanwhile, between classes, the kids are, so I'm in a middle school. So they're doing that with their math class, which is what I just kind of outlined, but they could be doing that in Spanish class or they could be doing that, you know, whatever, ELA and getting points for other things. Like, oh, you spoke in Spanish all class. Great, you get points. Uh, you, um you know, you use a new vocabulary word or whatever it is, uh, you get points. And so the points that they're getting feed into the same avatar throughout the whole day. Um, and so, so there's like this super interesting buy-in of like, maybe I don't care about math as a student, but I do care about my avatar. So I'm not going to completely goof off in math because I want to be able to use my privileges and powers um, and do that um, in... Um, you know, he used my powers in math or, or in the other class or whatever. Good comment here, Erica. You're saying, oh, I could put a student in charge. Yes, there's a random picker in Classcraft. You just randomly pick a student, give them the iPad. If they do a good job, they get 300 bonus points. And you literally just call it out to them like, hey, John, give Fonz 100 points. Hey, John, you've seen the 100 points. And, and they'll do it. And of course, they're going to be honest because everybody's watching them. And if they do a good job, then they get bonus points. So uh, super easy to just offload that to a student. Yeah, yeah. you just, just call it out to them. And it's cool because it gets them involved. Um, and then you can get them like, hey, guys, what should, what should I be giving you points for? Right. They can be part of the conversation around what are the norms and cool good things to be doing in your class as well. Like they have some pretty good ideas. Um, if, if they can have a voice and then they have ownership around what the classroom culture is, et cetera. So that's an example. There's a lot of tools in Classcraft you can do. We got like quick reviews. You can, I could have ended the class with a quick quiz uh, that you can create on the fly um, and have kids answer, uh, et cetera. So, um, 
So yeah. It, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> I, I am like so excited. I know Eric is excited. We kind of share the same enthusiasm in a lot of these things, especially within the classroom. But one thing that I had always heard also is that a successful student is always also a well-behaved student. And I know that yeah. a lot of discipline issues. Um, in my approach, and in speaking with one of my colleagues that I work with, a content specialist, you know, a lot of times as teachers, we go in and we teach the way that we were taught. The student doesn't understand it that way, but yet we give them 20 more problems that deal with that. And then all of a sudden, students feel frustrated, they're disengaged. And then, mm-hmm. you know, out of frustration, you get some of that, uh, you know, kind of some behavior issues that may come about. So he and I kind of see things in reverse. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it the easier way for the student to understand, whether it's through manipulatives, base 10 blocks, whatever the, the concrete objects I may have but at least that they can get the answer in that way. And then I'll work towards the traditional algorithm. But in taking that mentality, again, going back to customer service coming in from business, that's kind of the way that it really worked. And I'm seeing that Classcraft is really going to do a really good job in hitting all of those components as far as the engagement, the SEL, building, um, of course, the, the rapport between students. You've got, you know, maybe students that normally may not, you know, hang around. You will start seeing them, you know, being able to speak in class. And maybe sometimes what I loved about it is when I would see that later they found out they had a lot more in common than they really, you know, didn't know about because of this. And so I'm really excited about, you know, what you just described and really the potential that this has. And of course, you have the research, too, because. I know that there's hundreds and thousands of schools that are using this and millions of students, you know, that are using this also as well. So, and the research is there. So one thing that I did want to point out as I was looking through your page that I absolutely love when you talk about research, you you have, um, you know, research articles or related articles, research guides that are here as well. And I think that's something that's important because as you know, you know, from and this is just from the central office standpoint of view, it's, uh, well, is this aligned to our standards? Is there research behind it? Is there this? So I love that you do have this available here for anybody that might be interested in having something to present, to share about this great program. So tell us a little bit more as far as, you know, the research that did go into Classcraft or, you know, the research that Classcraft is also being used for. I know you talked about higher ed space to using this as far as gamification. Mm-hmm. But for us in the K-12 space, we kind of talked a little bit how higher ed kind of uh, gatekeeps a lot of information and makes it hard for teachers Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. get to that research. What are some of the offerings that you have on your page as far as research for teachers and maybe district uh, level admin? Yep. So I'd say that like from from that perspective, there's like three um, core... um, uh, maybe four. So one is we're just republishing actual straight up papers <laughs> um, that, that we're not actually involved with. Um, you know, a lot of companies pay for research where uh, unfortunately we didn't. The research is just being made by people because they're interested in the work we're doing. Um, and by people, I mean, you know, universities and professors all over the world and, you know, grad students. Um, and so we... Pretty on a pretty regular basis, we'll go on like Google Scholar and find them, and uh, you know sometimes we'll buy them and put the PDF on our <laughs> and just like get take the gate away, you know, and 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 we're like putting a little digest here, like the highlights of this. And a lot of it's obviously research about classcraft, but also around like gamification, behavior intervention, um, that stuff. And we also have a lot of case studies, um, so we. We really encourage our districts to measure outcomes, right? Like uh, do Classcraft before and after. Like it's super easy, and we'll see you know districts saying we're saving eighty percent of our time on from classroom management is is done. We're we're saving that, or we're seeing like eighty five percent reduction in referrals or ninety percent reduction in suspensions. These are metrics that districts are already tracking, and so we're. Saying like, before we start, look at what your last year was, and let's talk in six months, and you'll see, you know, the impact. So, because often like 
you know, usage is, is king in terms of renewing ed tech, but our, like for us, yes, of course, but like usage of something that doesn't work, who cares? Right. So <laughs> usage is just a proxy for you believe that it works and there's buy-in. Um, I'd much rather be measuring outcomes like, Hey, you're actually reducing referrals or increasing attendance. These are the things you actually care about. Not, yeah. How many logins do I have in this platform? Like, like who really cares about? Nobody cares. Like uh, people care about it, but I think they're wrong to care about it. Let's be clear. I think they should be caring about you know what is the pedagogical outcome here. Um, so we're encouraging our districts to do that, and you know they're gracious enough to share those metrics, and so we republish some of that. We also have. Um, I've been doing my own little podcast as we're talking. Um, and I say my own, what Classcraft is, um, and we're interviewing researchers. Um, and the goal is get the research out, get them to talk about, you know, these, these are people who've been doing 40 years of research on motivation or on SEL before it was a hot, trendy topic. And, you know, in the eighties, there's, there's like fascinating research in these people's minds that is, you know hidden away in papers and books and, you know, the, an hour conversation with some of, some of those guys is just really fascinating stuff. Um, and so I, I, um, I really believe in, in our role, like Classcraft is a B Corp and, um, and what that means is yes, we're a corporation, but we are, um, we have it written in our, our company bylaws that we're committed to having an impact, positive impact on our users and our community. And a way we can do that is use the platform that we have and all the users and the social media and all those things to further education and education thought. And so I, I take that responsibility extremely seriously that we're acting in and within schools and we have the power to do a lot of really important things. Another example is, you know, when, when you think about behavior intervention, which is, you know, the, the, the part of education that we're falling under, um, there's a lot of disproportionality, um, in behavior intervention towards minority students, um, black kids, um, get two to one suspensions versus, you know, their, the, the proportion of black kids in a school. Um, across the U.S., kids with an IDA plan uh, and disabilities, same thing, boys versus girls. So when we think about behavior intervention, um, being able to present the data in a way that allows to see those for those discrepancies is super important. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of schools aren't aware that that's happening. They're just not looking at it. And, you know, our role is to bring some of that stuff to light for them. Because the reality is like, hey, when I'm giving you a high five, I'm also in Classcraft, like giving you points, I'm also logging that behavior. And so the back end of Classcraft is just really rich, super interesting reports of data that we that schools usually don't have, right? When you think about behavior data, schools usually have number of referrals, number of sus suspensions, number of incidents. Like that's and what they're tracking is kids that are you know, the 10% the of kids that are really struggling to behave properly when they're at their worst, what about the 90% of other kids? What do I know about them? And most schools don't know anything about those kids and how they're behaving. And that's why positive behavior data is so key because all the kids have positive behavior. If we're able to capture that um, in, in a way that's no work, like with Classcraft, then, then what we're doing is allowing to have a really clear picture of every single child, how they're behaving throughout the day. Um, and from there, develop interventions and strategies or, or just celebrate them. So there's a, there's a lot to be done uh, in that front. You know, as you can see, I'm pretty passionate about this. <laughs> yes. And that's what I said, because I am getting so pumped, like listening to you, because this is everything that I wish I could just straight up tell maybe sometimes certain people just say, listen to this. We won't and name names. And I won't name names, but now all I know is that hey, I'm going to put this podcast out there and I'm going to say, hey, check this out because it's not just me saying it. It's, you know, somebody that is living it. And just like uh, Erica said here, I love her comment here. 
says, yes, you are living your purpose. It is so great. And definitely, we can definitely sense the passion that you have about this. Um, here's a comment from JC. Hopefully I'm saying that right. JC says, love the tracking of good data. Do students carry their avatar and points from year to year? And is there any issue for new students coming into the class halfway through the year and starting with no points in class craft? Are they at, at a disadvantage or are they okay? So uh, before we kind of wrap up, you know, if you can maybe just give JC a quick yep. answer here on yep. some of these. Yeah, totally. So uh, some very uh, specific questions. Uh, so you can carry the, the avatars. We recommend not. Um, and the reason for that is, first of all, you can't collect everything in Classcraft unless you have multiple different types of avatars year over year. So kids will want to change character classes, et cetera. But more importantly, like from a growth mindset perspective, if I have a student who really struggled in fifth grade and you know, let's say the end of the year at level 10 or 20, but all the other kids are like level 50. To start back the year, you're already still behind. Like that's super demotivating. Whereas that kid might say over the summer, like, okay, this year is, I'm starting fresh. You know, I'm going to, I'm really going to crush it. It's just heartbreaking if you're already 30 levels behind everybody. So we really recommend, and we have a, we have features to do that. Like you can archive the characters, start over. They they keep them in like, it's like a hall of fame of their old characters and some of the stuff they've collected, they can carry on to their new character, but the points should reset um, for that reason. The other question there that was there was what if a student comes in mid-year, what do you do? Um, we recommend just give them the amount of points that the lowest in your class has. So if everybody's like, you know, between level 15 and level 30 and new kid coming in, just put them at level 15. Um, if you put them higher than the minimum, the kids that worked for those points will be like, that's unfair. Um, like I worked for my points. Why do they get a free pass? And if you put them at zero, that's super demotivating for that, that newbie. So, um, so we just recommend put them at the lowest. Most kids will think that that's fair. Um, there was a question about cost earlier too. Maybe we can we can touch on that. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I I did put in the link directly okay. to the Classcraft okay, pricing page, perfect. and it was for JC. Yep. So I mean, she can go ahead and check that out. Unless Excellent. if there's anything else you'd like to add about that, that's not a problem. We can go ahead and share that. Yeah, you know, this is just me being a teacher. I want to get tell the questions. Uh, so, uh, but there's a free version. So and there's no time limit on that free version. So really low risk to to go and and start and poke around um there's a teacher version um and there's a school-wide district-wide version as well um the the paid version has just more features more swag more cool stuff for the kids more cool stuff for the teacher as well like cooler tools as well um and the school-wide version just has some like cool stuff like being able to share students between teachers or have you know, really ro the robust analytics or um things like a school store, things that really are super relevant to, because because the reality is we have schools that they'll take their existing PBIS system and just replace it with Classcraft. Um, and and that's a lot of the features are to make that happen super easily. Excellent. Well, Sean, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing this. I did want to add also just that data piece. I mean, uh, you know, oftentimes you go into a lot of meetings and it's really, the data there there really isn't any data you know I, I always talk about this that thanks to the way that i manage my classroom and working in collaborative groups and working with chromebooks all the students really kind of the beautiful thing about it is that they ended up developing a plot uh excuse me a portfolio and just because everything was just hey we're going to save everything on google drive save everything on yeah, google yeah. drive google classroom so when sometimes you go into an RTI meeting or 504 meeting or any kind of meeting, mm -hmm. sometimes teachers go in there and they just say, well, the student's failing. Well, why are they failing? Well, they didn't pass this test and they didn't pass this test and they didn't pass this test. So everything is centered Here's around the grade. Every, everything is centered around the grade and yeah, not the yeah. learning. So Absolutely. what I loved is when I went into a meeting, it was like, can you show us where the student was at the beginning, where they're at now? Absolutely. Let me pull up all their work here on Google Drive. Notice the language acquisition. Oh, look at the, listen to the video. She created a video about this. Did you hear the language, you know, um, improve from the beginning to now? And Absolutely. so what I loved is when I heard them say, hey, you know what? We are going to adjust 
some of these accommodations, maybe lessen the time because we see growth or you know what? They can exit out of this program because they've mastered what they needed to. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful part about that data piece. So also well, this. And in a way, like Classcraft is a behavior yes. portfolio, right? Like Yes, the behavior. Imagine the same discussion. Like, how is my child behaving? Well, oh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just opinions, right? Teachers don't actually, have, like, they don't remember 60 days of a student's behavior for every single child. Yeah. And so, like, this is its exact way to do, like, oh, yeah, look, I can see, like, some of Fonz's strengths are being empathetic, being organized. These are the things he's getting points for. Oh, but he's struggling with showing up on time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, that's, we're going to have to work on that little piece, but those are his strengths. And most teachers can't easily conclusively point towards SEL growth either. So we're, you know, a lot, this is a lot of SEL. So a lot of the behaviors we're putting in are SEL behaviors. How do you assess SEL? Like, if I want to know if you're good at empathy and I give you a multiple choice about quiz about empathy, like, is that a, like, no. So how do I assess that? Well, what do I need to do is tell you what empathy looks like, you know, teach it to you. And then I need to see you practice it in real contexts. And when that happens, I need to give you feedback because I want you to develop like, hey, good job. That's exactly what empathy looks like. High five. But then I need to like capture that so that I can go back and say like, oh, Fonz demonstrated mm -hmm. empathy 32 times this, this term. I think he's got it. And that's how we're going to assess SEL. It's not surveys with mood stuff and all this stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not through traditional curriculum. It's by observing skills being deployed in genuine contexts. And if we want to do that in a way that's not a lot of work, we got to fit it into our classroom management with an approach like this. So I think that there's a, there's a reckoning coming for, for SEL assessment. Um, and we're, I don't, I, education hasn't solved it yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no worries. And so Erica here says, yep, natural SEL just happens. It's why I, lo yeah. I love green screen, et cetera. Fun to witness. She does a lot of great work with green screen. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Sean, it's been an amazing conversation. Really Thank has you. pumped me up. Thank you so much for sharing and definitely sharing your passion, your vision and your mission, you know, here with Classcraft, everything that yep. you uh, have created it for and set out to do and definitely being very successful. So thank you so much for sharing this and where it comes from. And it's really, there's a lot of heart that goes into this. And I can definitely tell by the way that, you, you know, you and I were talking and having this conversation. But before we wrap up, Sean, I always love to end the I show. I got my three questions. Yeah, all right. with the three questions. Right, so right, here right. we go, Sean. In the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? Honestly, I uh, this is a hard one. There's a lot of tough things going on <laughs> in education. I think for us, as we're implementing and rolling out, like the the current turnover and personnel crisis in education right now is just really hurting us. We're, we're rolling out schools. The principal buys Classcraft and a month later they're gone. And the replacement has no idea what I'm talking about. Who are you? What is this? Um, it's just been really hard to like systematically, you know, or, or we, we have a school this fall, love Classcraft, we're rolling it out, but we can't do it now because I have 43 teacher positions and 19 are unfilled. Like, like just the, the, so like the profession right now is really hurting and I don't see that getting solved immediately, uh, very quickly, but, but I think we have like a systemic reckoning to do about like, how do we recognize teachers? How do we pay them a better wage? How do we make that profession one that people want to be in and stick around in? I, mean, I love teaching. I, I only stopped teaching because, you know, Classcraft accidentally became a thing. Um, and, you know, I think that there's uh, a lot of folks that are, that loves teaching that have left over the last few years just because the conditions are so challenging. And that makes it hard for any pedagogy to get implemented and scale and have impact because you need the dedicated, happy people that are there building relationships. And 
you know, right now that's, there's just not enough of that. All right. Good answer. All right. Second question, Sean, if yep. you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I have to go with our tagline relationships are everything. And I, I would just, I mean, I have it on like a water bottles and stuff like that. Does, that's true. Period. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, uh, an education billboard. I would just write that and put that in a big traffic jams. People can think about that as they're getting road rage and angry. And you know, yeah. it's, there's so much division right now, socially and, you know, in education, we're seeing it, but we're seeing it all over every single part of society. And, you know, I think we just need to remember, like, we're human beings here. Really, at the end of the day, all that matters is how we relate to one another, how we help each other, how we build community. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to stick with, with our motto. I love it. No, but it works out great. I mean, it, it's yeah. really, it, it is essential. Relationships are everything. So I do agree with you 100%. All right, Sean, last question. This is the Classcraft Podcast. You are the host and I am your guest. What is one question you'd like to ask me? Oh, man. Um, you know, I really like to know what people's hobbies are. Um, and, I, and I interview a lot of people. I always ask them that every interview I do. Of, and I mean, like, for job interviews like and for candidates. Um, so. What's your hobby? And you can't say podcasting at tech stuff. <laughs> okay, no worries. Okay, so one of <laughs> yeah, because that would be too easy. I mean, I, I love to do this. This is like I wish yeah. this could be my full time gig someday. I yep. just do this. That'd be great. But really, I know it seems really nerdy and everything, but really, my hobby is I, I just I like to learn and I like to read. So as you know, and I, we talked a little bit about. Uh, my doctoral studies and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that really has in these last six years now from master's till now, just being able to learn and connect with people. That is really, aside from podcasting, that's why I love your tagline, relationships are everything, but being able to connect people and connect with people has been something that's been very important because it's been fulfilling for me to be able to meet somebody at a conference, connect with them, and then be able to refer them to somebody. Because I always say, if you have a question, feel free to reach out. If I can't solve it, I'll connect you with somebody who yeah. can. And yeah. so being that connector piece also is something that is very important. So uh, really, it's nerding out, continually learning new things. Just, you know, I always say, Always be ready in season and out of season. And how do you do that? By continuing to learn. And so those are my favorite things, just reading and learning something new that I didn't know and diving in deep. And uh, Can I get some... a second question, Fun? Sure. What's a good book you just read? What should I read? Oh, what I, I, read? I'm a huge reader. I read. Okay. So really oh. right now, right now, currently, I yeah. am in the middle of reading this book from my friend, Ashley. Uh, Hubner, mm -hmm. who was on the show, Foundations of Instructional Coaching. So this has been a, a really good book to really help me sharpen my skills up a little bit more. And she just does it so wonderfully. Uh, she was a guest on the show. And so I was, you know, I purchased one of the books because I, I love to support, you know, my guests as well. But she definitely, it's a really great read. So I definitely I recommend it. it. Look her up. I'll send I you. I love you. Got it right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, this is where I sit and this is where I'm like, I do my reading. So, yeah. So again, it just, again, helps me to really just kind of like sometimes, you know, bring that passion back and just say, hey, let me try this a little differently. And like I always say here to all our audience members, it's like from every guest, take what you can and see what you can sprinkle on to what you already do great. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. Yeah. There you go. Well, Sean, Thank it's you. been an amazing conversation. Thank you yeah. so much. I have put in your the links to Classcraft for the website, for Twitter. All of the other links will be on the show notes as well. Thank you so much, as always, from the bottom of my heart for just being such a great guest, sharing your passion. And for our audience members, Erica, thank you so Agreed. much. It's great to catch up with you, Erica. JC, I know you joined us for the very first time. It's the first time I see you here on the show as well. So thank you for joining us this evening and being able to have some questions here for Sean. And for all of you that are watching and listening, as always, like I always say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your support. Please make sure that you go to our website, myedtech.life, 
where you can check out this amazing show and the other 152 other shows where, like I just mentioned right now, you can learn from amazing teachers, take what you can from them, sprinkle it onto what you already do great, and maybe reignite and just relight that fire and passion and inspiration for our craft and what we do. Also, please don't hesitate to stop by our merch store and you can get yourself some My EdTech Life merch. We've got this brand new design here too as well. So you can stop by and it's a great way to help support our show. And as you know, contribute to our mission of connecting educators and creators, education professionals, one show at a time. So make sure you hit like, subscribe and follow. And as always, my friends, until next time, don't forget, stay techie.